Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast of this week's One Life Left Radio show. I am Simon Byron. I am Stee Curran. We ran out of time towards the end there. Were there any other games that you needed to cover, Stee? I played um, a puzzle game. A puzzle game, a massively multiplayer puzzle game called Islands of Insight. You heard of that? Okay. It's the first time I've heard of that. So imagine a uh, hybrid of mist and the witness blended with some light, always on multiplayer, so you can see other people in the world for no apparent reason, uh, mechanic sort of setting. I hated it right from the start. It sounds like my worst nightmare, yeah. Yeah. What, What on earth... Um, encouraged you to play that saw a reddit thread and everyone was getting annoyed it was an ask me anything and everyone was getting annoyed that he wasn't answering most of the things uh and so as ever with every reddit kerfuffle that forced it to my front page i looked at it and thought well i am playing a lot of uh, you know I'm, i'm making a lot of puzzle games at the moment and i i should be playing more of them so i'll go and have a look but i hated the art style really 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 hated the atmosphere and the the sort of um setting the plot which it tried to force me through but I wasn't paying attention so ha ha and is also that... it didn't support joypads straight away so it's making you play on mouse and keyboard it's just nasty um and didn't i really really didn't get on with it seven out of ten so that's an exclusive then that your your game that you're not is you're making is not a massively multiplayer um mist meets the witness it is it is not that i also installed but have not played Helldivers 2 because everyone's going on about it. I think most people who've bought it have installed but cannot play. <laughs> because server problems, yeah, that's like, I heard that's someone. Right here. But those who are in really like it, right? Like those who are managing to play really, really enjoying it. Even I'm tempted, Steve. Mm. Is this the sort of game we should be playing together? Well, it's Starship Troopers, the mm. video game, isn't it? But, yeah. but without being called Starship Troopers like the Starship Troopers game is. Um <laughs> During the show, you allude to someone's game that mm. you're playing. Who, who is that? Can't tell you. Come on, we're not on the radio show anymore. Still can't tell you. Uh, but I uh, would say, I'll, I'll try and explain it so you know. It's a game that I was very mm. excited about. The trailer has already dropped. Oh, hello. And it's one that I think is going to do very, very well and you're not sure about. You think it looks great, and it definitely does, but you're not sure about how well it's going to do. Wow, that's all the games. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Okay, that narrows it down. Um, I, I am my my confidence in it is is very high that it's going to. It's very good. It's very funny. 
It's very. Oh, funny. I know. I know what you're talking about. Mm. Um, I don't. I think. I think we've moved on. Mm. I think we've moved on from you that. Think, you think? I do. It looks. It does look good. It made me laugh out loud several times, right. and and it's clever. It's it's it, okay. it's good. Okay. Anyway, if you know, if you think you know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, please do join us on the Discord where we'll be pretty free and easy with um, our, uh, mm. our secrets there. Um, or you can email team at onelifeleft.com. Right. I do look forward to playing it. I do look forward oh, to it. Oh, it's great. You will enjoy it as well. You will. Okay. You will enjoy it. Um, I know what you mean by, by that. But I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But um, we'll see. You will listen. Um, as we bring you this week's show. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. The reason I try and enunciate is uh, thanks to the miracle of AI, there's now some software which every time we talk transcribes what we're saying. It celebrates this on the front page of our, our software company. You can get live transcriptions. It's incredible. And every time I say my name, it calls me Steve. Is it listening now, Steve? <laughs> is it? it? It is listening now. It's is listening. it? You can't Have you got my permission? Have you got you my can... permission for this? I thought this was a private conversation between you and me, Steve. It is not a private com- <laughs> conversation. It is a radio show broadcast on Resonance FM, the greatest radio station in the world, which requires your support. Go to resonancefm.com, donate some money, listen to all the other brilliant shows, which no doubt we'll be asking you for money as well, because we need your money in order to keep doing what we are doing. Uh, we'll keep talking about that until you give money. Don't try and sidetrack me, Steve, although that is an important cause. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you record every, do you have everything that you say transcribed then? Everything that we say on air transcribed. Why do you do that? I don't. The software does it. But surely you can stop the software, or is that it now? We we, we just roll over and, and let the our AI overlords do whatever they damn well like. I have not seen an option, uh, although admittedly, mostly, I have been looking for options to not make the show break as we record it. Uh, but when you go there, no, when you go to the back end, it's like, look, here's your... Ch-. You know what it does, Simon? It automatically edits it for you if you want. It cuts out all the boring bits. Very short show. Very short show. <laughs> I, haven't, I genuinely haven't dared, like, <laughs> hit that would, button. Right, okay. What, so yeah. it will do that to the audio, will it? It will cut boring it'll audio do, out. It'll oh, do. how funny. Yeah, I know, I know. I was doing um, uh, a number of business meetings mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I couldn't be bothered to type notes whilst I was – sorry, not be, be bothered is the wrong thing. I wanted to f- 
concentrate on the meeting mm-hmm. without having the distraction of writing notes. And so I did um, a live transcribe, which is, and I was doing it on my phone through Google's built-in one. Okay. And it's a really awkward uh, bit of software to use because it doesn't actually have an application in it. You have to open it. I had to open it via the store anyway. Mm. Um, but it's very weird when you put it down and you go, I'm just going to be doing this now and it's mm. going to be doing this and it's repeating back to you this exactly as you're saying it and you, and you you sort of get into this loop don't you where you're like no stop it and it goes no stop it and, and mm. yeah very weird and then uh google's just presents you back with just one solid paragraph of text no separation between voices um it picks up literally everything that you say mm-hmm uh and so yeah i I, i'm not certain it was of a a huge amount of help apologies Mm -hmm. google we're a video game radio show we talk about video games we've been doing it for 18 years or something like that now and uh we talk about video games in a very loose way although i've been playing an awful lot of games this week got a lot to talk about uh, we begin the show with the news. We'll do that in a second. Uh, we'll have some letters. We'll have some reviews at the end of the so- show. Sorry, Simon, you were about to say something. No, I was just wondering why you've been playing so many games. It's because it's half term down where you oh, are. Oh, my word. It, is it not where you are? It's just that- started today. Has it? We had ours yeah. last week. Although, inset day today, isn't it? Roll over, bonus holiday for everybody. We had our inset day on Friday before the half term started. So that's nice, isn't it? Honestly, these teachers, Steve, they're as lazy as the blooming nurses, aren't they? (laughs) Aren't they? Yeah. Um, Don't get me started about the firemen, (laughs) Simon. All the other people doing jobs that we are definitely not equipped to do. Um, Yeah, uh, it was was half term for me last week, so it was very, very busy. It's also my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Was it your big one? Was it a big one? Yeah, it's all, it's all, they're all big ones, as you well know, Simon, at this mm. point. Just grateful. Uh, got another year under your belt. I had a lovely day, though. Played some games that day. That's one of the reasons that I've played lots of video games. Played a game that I'd um, never really played before okay. on Friday. Uh, is it age or is, because it's age appropriate? Is it you, the, <laughs> your current age? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, played some card games as well. Are we allowed to review card games on the show? Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, or let's just see if it makes the AI cut. Mm. Not relevant. Not relevant at all. Um, what, did, what did you get for your birthday? What did I get? I got some bookshelves. Uh, sorry, some bookends. I got some socks. Um, God, it's got... grim getting old, isn't it? <laughs> I was isn't very it? pleased for what, both the book of those and things. Some socks. And, uh, Did those... you ask for them? Well, uh, I didn't, but they are those things where you're like, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna buy some bookends, but I really need some. Um, Just buy, have two thick books mm-hmm. that you put on the ends of your other books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, I, I got. What a... licensed characters were they then? Were they little the stormtroopers leaning against the books? Were they? They were not. You can actually, you can, you can see them behind me. Um, wait, wait. Can you see them up there on the on the at the end? Uh, not really. No. No. Okay. Fine. Well, they say zap on them. Uh, I got a couple of uh, card games that I've been playing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we can talk about. And I have got, I got a book about how to make candy. That was nice. And I got taken right. out for dinner as well, which was uh, lovely. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was good week. Played a lot of video games, so that will give us a lot to talk about on the radio show, 
which we're doing right now. And if we were having it live transcribed, it would be writing down telling us we're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. And it would, honestly, it's it's such a weird thing. It's such a head. <laughs> it really is. It Let's really move is. away from it. Let's move to the news. Me, Charles Bot 1.1. Baldur's Gate 3 has swept the board at the 27th Dice Awards, nabbing the coveted Game of the Year title and four other awards, including Best RPG. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 also stole the show, swinging away with six awards despite a previous snub at the Game Awards. Other winners included Diablo 4 for Online Game of the Year and the underdog Tears of the Kingdom, which finally bagged Adventure Game of the Year. Street Fighter VI also had a knockout night, clinching Fighting Game of the Year. It's like my annual Charles Bot Awards, but with less tea and more glitz. Now let's take a moment to acknowledge some games that should have won awards this year, but for all the wrong reasons. Duck Hunt, Zombie Apocalypse for the most unexpected plot twist, Super Plumber Bros, Sewer Surfer for the most unnecessary sequel, and Candy Crush, Dentist's Nightmare for the best game to ruin your teeth. These are the games that truly made us question our life choices in 2021. (laughs) And on he goes. (laughs) 2021. Um, Right. So I did ask him to say what, you know, what would have been some bad examples of games winning awards. And Mm. he just went off and made, made them up. I mean, he's right. He is right. Just a little bit of fun there. Little Let's bit have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, that's Charles Botter, AI newsreader. Um, I try not to pay attention to the awards scene because it's all a bit of nonsense, isn't it? But I did see a lot of news reports about the Baldur's Gate devs standing on stage and decrying the current state of the industry. Yes, it was um, good of them to use that as a platform. Quite right, mm. I think. Um, yes, feels odd. I mean, again, you know, given all the all the stuff that's going on, and I think that we that we cover it some more later on. <clears throat> you know, everybody's going, "Ah, oh, so it's awful." And then everybody swans off to Vegas. Mm. You're like, okay, mixed messages, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've I've never been to Dice of You. I mean, maybe it's very productive. I've been a couple of times, a long time ago, uh, before the current leadership took over, and I believe you know it is a more palatable event now. But it was when I went uh, back in the day, in the sort of mid noughties the worst of the games events. It was horrifying. And what's that? Is it correlation doesn't equal causation, Steve? To what? What, me being there, making it the worst event? I see. Oh, I had to work through that one, sorry. Uh, you hear my brain ticking. It feels like an insult. <laughs> exactly. He's using some long words. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was uh, back then terrible uh, because for a start, it's in Vegas, which oh, it wasn't even Vegas. It was in a sort of suburb of Vegas called Red Rock. Um, and uh, just... Awful, awful. Uh, all the it was mostly execs. So the part of the industry that I am less keen on. Um, few devs there, but mostly the people who make the deals, and a lot of people splashing a lot of money around 
for no real reason uh, other than they're in Vegas, they're part of the games industry, they've made an awful lot of money and it becomes an excuse to show off to your friends. Um, the, the, the absolute apex of that moment for me was being in the casino and not really enjoying it. I don't get gambling. Do you, do you like casinos, Simon? I don't get gambling like that. No, I, I find them quite intimidating. Mm, intimidating, but also I don't get the appeal. Like for me, I, I want to try and work out the system and uh, you know understand how to do it better uh, and come away with money. But that's not what a casino is designed to do. It's designed to separate you from the money, and and they wouldn't exist if they couldn't do that. And so I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, I was walking around and saw a you know significant number, like between eight and ten well-known video game execs at a craps table. Craps is the uh, game with dice. It, it, Absolutely fine to say that word on the radio because it's, it's just biology. Part of the body, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, they were just throwing money away, and they were, uh, you know, betting, you know, four and five figure sums, just throwing it. These chips, just just scattering them, and laughing about how they didn't understand the rules, and that <laughs> upset me. On a oh man, this is disgusting. This is more money than I'm earning to be here this week, being thrown away by these people who really don't understand the value or purpose of money or maybe they do uh but also their lack of curiosity about rules as people in the games industry the lack of you know desire to understand how this thing works was uh genuinely offensive to me um as i say it that was a long time ago um now dice is... yeah v- vegas isn't like that vegas you know, from what still... I can <laughs> it's, just, it's exactly the same but bono's there all the time i believe <laughs> Did you watch the Super Bowl? No. Of course not. You didn't. I asked you this last week, but that was in Vegas as well. And they kept cutting to shots of that horrific sphere that we almost got in London. Yeah. Like as well. Absolutely. Keeping you awake at night, wouldn't it? Oh, my word. Yeah. Um, Terrible, terrible place. I was was pleased about the Dice Awards because prior to them, towards the end of last year, I received an email uh, from somebody going, hey, um, just wanted to reach out and say uh, we absolutely love Hexarchy mm. um, and that, um, in fact, one of our jurors has specifically requested that you enter it for the Dice Awards. It's just going to cost you however much it was. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, okay, uh, right. This fe- I mean, this feels wrong, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you start, if you go, oh, you're flattered. Yeah, Hexarchy is, you, you are right, Dice Juror. Uh, Hexarchy is brilliant. Oh, okay. Mm. You just want some, you want all the keys and the money. Um, and then I, uh, uh, I was on a um, an, an indie publisher Discord, and someone else mentioned that they'd got this as well. I'm like, oh, <laughs> does it do it like the other games as well? Anyway, so I didn't put Hexarchy in, mm. uh, and that was my decision because. And I said to the devs who were excited about it, and I'm like, Look, I, I just feel really icky mm. about this sort of thing. The other publisher, uh, someone else who got that email, then got shortlisted. And I'm like, oh, God. Mm. Anyway, thankfully, they didn't win. Well, yeah. Uh, good. I, I I do think DICE is different, maybe. And that speech, uh, the Baldur's Gate thing, giving them a platform, is better than, e.g., the Game Awards managed to do. So good for them. Bluba Team's president, Piotr Babieno, has voiced his dissatisfaction with Konami's recent trailer for Silent Hill 2, stating that it fails to accurately portray the game they're currently developing. 
The trailer, which was showcased during PlayStation's State of Play, garnered a tepid response with a mere 54% likes on YouTube. Babieno humorously accepted blame for the negative feedback, but clarified that marketing is not their area of expertise. He reassured fans that the actual gameplay will provide a distinct experience echoing the romantic vision of the original game. Despite infrequent updates, Babieno confirmed that the remake is close to completion. So Silent Hill fans, keep your spirits high, the real deal is coming soon. Previous examples of poor marketing decisions in the video game industry include 1. EA's Your Mom Hates Dead Space 2 Inches campaign, which was criticized for its juvenile approach. 2. Sony's PSP White is Coming campaign, which was deemed racially insensitive. 3. Microsoft's Xbox One reveal, which focused too much on TV capabilities and not enough on games. 4. Sega's premature release of the Saturn console, which left retailers and developers unprepared. 5. Capcom's controversial use of on-disc DLC for Street Fighter X Tekken, which upset many players. Charles's um, numbering there really turned that into a chore, didn't it? Did, didn't it? <laughs> he sounded bored with it. Like, but they were they were real world examples. Unlike the previous mm. thing, where he just he just decided to make things up. You can't tell with him, can you? You can't. Sometimes it's funny. It depends what times he started drinking. Um, <laughs> so, so th- this was a really interesting story. I've never seen a developer come out so uh, so angrily against marketing. Hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, we will need to see what the end result is actually like. But to say, well, look, this, they blame them. It's got nothing to do with me. We're just making the game, uh, I thought was very unusual. Did Charles mention that 54% likes? What, yes. what does that mean? On YouTube, I think. But I thought that YouTube took away the the down thumb. I thought you couldn't thumb down, thumbs down things anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe so how behind the curtain. Oh, Charles has got access to the back end. I don't know. I don't know. Are you excited about a new Silent Hill game, Simon? No. No, I'm not. No. Slightest. <laughs> Have you ever played one? No. I didn't even watch this video to be disappointed about it being <laughs> something that it's not. Like, I'm so far out of its target audience that uh, Mr. Marketing didn't catch me. No. Um, I did like his examples in the other sort of marketing missteps, though. Do you mm. remember your mom wouldn't like De- won't like Dead Space 2? I, d- I don't. No, I don't either. Because <laughs> my mum blooming well did. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that. Crystal um, Dynamic. Yep. Sorry, Simon. S- no, sorry, no, no, go no. on. No, you are quite right. To start the next news story. Crystal Dynamics has issued a warning for the remastered versions of Tomb Raider 1. Three, flagging the presence of racial and ethnic stereotypes. Rather than censoring the original content, the developer has chosen to present it unaltered, hoping to acknowledge and learn from its harmful impact. The offensive content isn't specified, but speculation points towards Tomb Raider 3's depiction of Pacific Island natives. The remastered trilogy, complete with all expansions and secret levels, will be released on February 14th for various platforms. Asper, the developer, has updated the games with new control and graphics options. But let's take a moment to consider the other ways Tomb Raider may have inadvertently ruined the video game industry. For starters, Lara Croft's unrealistic proportions set an impossible standard for video game characters, leading to a surge in pixelated plastic surgery. Then there's the issue of her endless supply of ammunition, 
This unrealistic portrayal of inventory management has led to countless gamers being unprepared for real-life scenarios where ammunition is in fact finite. And let's not forget about the unrealistic expectations set by the game's puzzle-solving mechanics. Now, every time we see a large ornate box, we can't help but expect it to contain a priceless artifact rather than the more likely scenario of it being filled with old family photos and Christmas decorations. So, while we're on the topic of apologies, maybe Crystal Dynamics should also say sorry for these unrealistic standards and expectations set by Tomb Raider. After all, it's 2022, not 1996. I tell you what, Charles Bott would have made our uh, brief career as stand-up comics much easier, wouldn't he? <laughs> wouldn't he? Just draft, draft some uh, easy video game material for us right now. Punch it up a bit. Very good. Job done. I had um, very little interest in this until mm. somebody mentioned on our Discord. Ed said that uh, finished the third Tomb Raider game. Uh and then Kanjari said, uh, those Tomb Raider, sorry, the third re- remastered game. And then Kanjari said, those Tomb Raider remasters are fantastic. Mm. And I had very little interest because um, whilst they were hugely impressive back in the day, I didn't think that they would age particularly well. And that's, you know, racial stereotyping aside. Mm. Um, but uh, they come warmly, firmly recommended on the Discord. So I might well, might well be dipping in, Steve. Mm, I'm tempted as well. Um I have fond memories of the original Tomb Raider. Uh, I assume that the controls and the camera have aged very, very badly, but if that's what they're fixing, um, then yeah, I'm, I, I might go in as well uh, this week. I, I actually had no idea this was happening. So when you all started talking about it, I, I was like, what, you're all playing Tomb Raider? What is it, 1996? Well, it actually came out on your birthday, Steve, as a little present well, to that's you. That's why. Talking of which, your regular feature where we were going to ask quiz questions. Yep. We didn't do it. No, but I've got them here. If we ever need to fall back on them, I've got loads. Okay, fantastic. And, and the socks are still up there. Um, yeah, I mean, again, uh, talking about you too. Of course, you know, Tomb Raider did change a lot of things. And Lara appeared in the videos during a U2 tour at Wembley, mm. uh, global tour, when Bono would phone up Nelson Mandela and Lara <laughs> Croft would appear and all this sort of stuff. Um, you you were in the games industry at the time. Do you, do you, uh, do you remember any other... Uh, ways Lara impacted your day-to-day life? Was I? I wasn't really. I was like, Lara's peak would have been 90... Well, 96 was when the game came out. Am yeah. I right? No, yeah, it was... I think so. Was it 96? I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that was, you know, I was at university then and 90... So the peak was sort of 98-ish. Were I, you at university? I was at already w- well into my job there, mm. uh, already bored with what I was doing, which I ended up doing for another <laughs> 15 years. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, so I don't... 1996 video game. Yeah, so I don't know that, like, I think we were... By the time I, I started at Edge in 2000... Oh, Wow. So we were sort of post-Lara there, like a little bit. Uh, you were too cool for Lara, weren't you? Cool you design. Were they'd, they'd moved on to hurdy-gurdy by then. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you were all about the Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball girls, as I recall. <laughs> um, can't believe you put that on the cover. I can't believe you uh, put that on the cover. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it did. Uh, it was a game that changed many things. It's funny because people talk about, um, so you can, uh, like 
like many of the remasters, you can instantly flip between the old graphics and the new graphics in this. And some of the new graphics look, look a bit weird, but you can also instantly flip between um, modern controls and old controls. But so much of the game design was based around that grid-like level that Lara mm. walked. She had tank controls, so you had mm-hmm. to move left, right, step forward, step back, and you could judge a lot of distance by sort of hopping back once or twice and then doing the, the running jump and stuff. I, I do wonder how that affects um playing it with model modern conveniences steve like being able to move a camera imagine mm. but also I, I wonder whether that original restriction of so tomb raider's built in tiles right like so a tile is either it, it, you know is a square and therefore distances are always three squares or four squares or five squares. And there are slopes on those squares which sort of disguise it a little bit sometimes, but essentially it's built in regular units, which is kind of teaching the player. You learn that you can jump that size of gap, but not that one. You know, that's Never one that too one. far and certainly not no, that one. I won't stop you trying though, will you? Won't no, you trying. but eventually you learn, right? You learn that you, you learn that you, you know, the route must be somewhere else. And as you make the distances more analog you know they can be anything then those moments of decision whether the player whether the designer wants the player to go that way whether it is just a disguised dead end uh those become you know harder to ascertain from the player's perspective so actually the you know the the sort of design restriction becomes a good thing for the player i think and maybe makes that game better than subsequent ones that's all i have to say well, for the time About being, that. until we until we both go back in time, you have to go back to university. Mm. Don't want it. I'll go back to PR. <laughs> I, I, I have mentioned this before, but, but Xbox Lara. president. Oh, God. God. <laughs> well, no, it's because of the it's gap, isn't it? I don't. It's not your fault. It. I know. We need a hand signal, don't we? I'll just point at you, and it's yeah. Yes. Welcome to Riverside Studios. Xbox president Sarah Bond has put an end to rumours that the company is planning to leave the hardware business, confirming that the current Xbox Series X vertical bar S will not be the last. In a recent podcast, Bond hinted at a largest technical leap in the next generation of Xbox hardware, promising thrilling advancements for the upcoming holiday season. Despite plans to bring some Xbox games to PlayStation and Nintendo consoles, Bond assured that hardware continues to be a crucial part of the Xbox development process. She also clarified that the Game Pass will remain exclusive to Xbox platforms, putting to rest speculations about its availability on other systems. Despite this clarification, the announcement has sparked a wave of angry comments online. One, user at Gamer 4 Life posted, So they're just going to keep making us buy new consoles every few years? Ridiculous. Two, on Reddit, user slash u slash no more consoles wrote, This is why I'm switching to PC gaming. No more endless cycle of buying new hardware. Three, a tweet from at Console Wars 2021 read, Xbox just doesn't get it. We want better games, not better consoles. Four, on a gaming forum, user game over shared. They're planning to bring Xbox games to other consoles, but won't share Game Pass. Hypocrisy at its finest. <laughs> Five, Facebook user Jane Doe commented, they're just trying to squeeze more money out of us. It's all about profit, not the gamers. <laughs> in it. In it. In it. Well, they were angry about one, si- one thing, Simon, and now they're angry about the other. Um, what did you think about, uh, what do you think of Microsoft's podcast? 
Who cares what I think, Steve? We want to know what the man in the car, you know, whether mm. he's whether he's been able to process it, <laughs> you know, whether he's been on the phone to people who know about this stuff and just, you know, find out and just say, keep it steady, guys. Okay, just keep steady. We don't know what's going on. We don't know. We just don't know what, you know, what that leaping hardware uh, between these two generations is going to be like. You know, we're hearing it's going to be the biggest ever, but we don't know. We just don't know. I thought that... Um, this was a textbook case of them saying, right, well, we've got, oh, lads, we've got to tell them. We've got to tell them that we are going to put Indiana Jones and and Starfield and what have you on, on other consoles. How do we make them feel better about them? I know. Why don't we tell them we're making a console, another console, a really good one? It's better than ever, this one. It's going to be the biggest one. We're going to make the biggest console. It's going to be massive. Uh, and they'll be fine with that, of course. No one's fine with anything on the internet. Absolutely furious. Um, one news site uh, tried to measure the engagement of the podcast by saying it had had twice as many comments as its running time in seconds. <laughs> like, what? When? Did, like, what is that? I, I, you know, it's been a long time since I did physics, but is that is that acceleration? Comments by seconds squared? Is it? What are you talking about? Have you uh, have you been watching Gladiator, Simon? Uh, I've watched it. The once. reboot. It's really good. Mm. I think it's Is really it? good. But I've, I very much enjoy the wave. Oh, thank you for asking. It's definitely yeah. legend. Hundred percent legend. He's what's his what's his speciality? His speciality is in being rude to the audience Is and he? to the contender. He's so this this they, you know traditionally one villain in Gladiators. Mm. You have Wolf. Boo. Wolf. They have Boo their him. they have their Wolf proxy in viper uh, but they also they've innovated by introducing two two people to boo and the second one is mm. legend who's who's just a bit rude to everyone bradley and his son <laughs> yeah also <laughs> uh, i like bradley walsh actually i like bradley walsh but i'm not sure his uh not sure his nepo baby is quite up to that standard um he, he anyway legend's very good but i really enjoy the way they introduce them by saying his wingspan is 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 3.9 meters that's equivalent to 20 rubik's cubes laid end to end or whatever right wow imagine that mm. yeah um yeah i didn't listen to the podcast did you listen no to the podcast? I, no i didn't and that's why i was unable to comment on it because mm. um you know because the, i would have put the ratio out because i hadn't listened to it but i had have commented imagine that also it's treachery for us to listen to any other uh, uh radio or podcast broadcast because that takes our listener figures down by proxy and we've got to do everything we can but yes i'm excited to hear about the best xbox coming again um Mm -hmm. other news that didn't um which i thought which actually was was quite significant was that they said you'll be able to cloud stream xbox games what you own Mm -hmm. uh during this year which you can't do at the moment you can only cloud stream game pass games okay um so that will be pretty cool when that comes and um yeah you know I just, it's just a shame I had to throw my Xbox away when I heard that Indiana Jones is coming to another <laughs> format. It's just such a shame. Nintendo's next console, potentially the Switch 2, is rumoured to be delayed until early 2025, according to Brazilian journalist Pedro Henrique Lutilipa and multiple industry insiders. The delay from an initial target of late 2024 is reportedly to allow Nintendo to prepare a more robust lineup of first party software for the console's launch. Nintendo has yet to make a public comment, but it's suggested that the new console may follow a similar timeline to the original Switch, which was announced a year before its release. 
The console's price could be around $400, with games potentially adopting the $70 pricing of many PS5 and Xbox Series XS titles. Now this is where the frustration kicks in. We have to wait even longer for the Switch 2. Seriously. Well, I guess we'll have to invent some ridiculous games to keep ourselves occupied until then. <laughs> how about Guess the Delay, where we take bets on how many more times Nintendo will push back the release date, or pin the controller on the console, a blindfolded game where we try to stick a paper controller on a poster of the Switch 2, or maybe console charades, where we act out different Nintendo consoles and games? The possibilities are endless and frankly a little absurd, but hey, we've got to do something to pass the time until 2025. Thanks, Charles. Um, yeah, okay, so assuming this is true. Wow, there have been developments this morning. Have there? Bloomberg, Bloomberg has said it is true. It is true, right? So if Bloomberg said it's true, that means they must be struggling with a first-party per- first title that they want it. What could it be? Like, what's you know, what are they going to launch? It's got to be a Mario game, right? It's got to be F Zero, Steve. For you, <laughs> I'm assuming it's a. It's a. I think it's fair to assume it's because they've just pushed out a Zelda one, so it's presumably got to be Mario. It's got to be a, one out. Is that yeah, how? Is that how yeah, you just popped it out? The, the creative process. It's a, it's a dev term, Simon. You wouldn't understand. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, so must be. It's about. It's about time. Uh, Odyssey two or whatever they're going to call that. Uh, so Odyssey two, in deep trouble. Development hell, Odyssey 2, uh, that could be your headline, speculates radio show. Yeah, that's mm. that's all yours. I, sorry, my mind wandered back. I have heard the prominent leader of a British publishing company once said to a dev, I've asked out bigger games than yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Lovely. Yeah, which was lovely. Lovely, just <laughs> lovely. Lovely description. I bet he was at Dice. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, interesting that you assume the gender there, Steve. Interesting. <gasps> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Mm. Um, I haven't said anything, actually. Nothing. You haven't? No, I've just, you know, I've just, it's just. It could be anyone. I like the bias. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, so you think it's going to be Odyssey 2? Do you? Do, I mean, I wonder what they do next in Mario Kart as well. It was your voice that threw me, Simon. It was the way you said it. I didn't know they spoke like that. Uh, it could be Mario Kart, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. I, I hope so. We're, um, you know, we're. I feel... So we still enjoy playing Mario Kart at the weekend, but we do very much stick to the original courses and trophies because i do think that the the, the newer ones that mm. came in the new pack are, are definitely not as good mm. um and so it'd be nice to get some proper official tracks in um that have you know been handcrafted from from scratch rather than translated from a from a ds or what have you what else could it be that's stuck in development chaos over in japan metroid yeah, it's it's Oh not, yes, of course. Metroid Four. They've said yeah, but that that's not big enough to lead a new generation of hardware, is it? They wouldn't mm. they wouldn't launch with a Metroid one. Well, either way, I mean, they'll trouble. launch with it probably, but they won't. It won't be the lead thing. Pilot Wings. Pilot. Maybe they'll bring back okay. Pilot Wings. No, they won't. Um, no, they won't. 
F-Zero. Yeah, I was looking forward to it this year. Looking forward to it. And now, as mm. Charles says, we have to invite, find new ways to play. Oh, well, that's the end of the news. Thank you, Charles. I wonder what the man in the car would be saying about the delay, though. He's going to be processing it. What's he going to do this year? Because he's thrown his Xbox away. Uh, let's let's find out next week and, and have me spend another 20 minutes with the bleep machine. So. <laughs> All right. One life left video game news with me, Charles Bot 1.1. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world, which, as we've already mentioned on the show today and will continue to mention, needs your help. Resonance Resonance is uh, funded by you and it needs your support. So go to resonancefm.com and please donate if you can. You'll support us. uh, You'll support all the other brilliant shows that Resonance broadcasts every week and you'll enable us to keep being the longest running radio show in the whole world that broadcasts in the english language about video games mostly we're also a podcast you can find that at onelifeleft.com uh, there you can also read the show notes which have been put together by our under caretaker phil you can come and join us at discord as well a link to that is at hello dot one life left.com you drop in chat about tomb raider get given a game that you're told to review and probably won't see you there simon i made a game this week did you mm. congratulations this weekend in fact Ooh, la-di-da you have a game jam for your birthday did you just pushed one out over the weekend <laughs> uh yeah I, like um and i'm you know i was i was intending to uh, link to it live, live on the radio show. But unfortunately, I couldn't get the um, the WebGL export to work in Unity. Um, so that was slightly disappointing. <laughs> the, they'd probably charge you a dollar to hey do so, wouldn't hey they? Yo. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know what they're like, Simon. You know what they're like. Um, it's just a small puzzle game, but I was really, really impressed at the um, at the ease with which ChatGPT enabled me to use Unity for the first time in a decade. Uh, I, I'm not a great coder, but I, you know, I know functionally just about what to do. I couldn't remember any of the language involved, any C-sharp at all. Uh, and I started from essentially that position of zero uh, on uh, was it Friday night or Saturday morning. I can't remember when I was, I was just messing around with some, uh, some 
shapes for the actual game that I'm building at the moment. And then suddenly thought, oh, here's another game. Thought I'd rough it out and prototype. And by last night at 2am, I had a finished game that runs and is fun and that I want to play for fun. Um, so that's really interesting. I think that a lot of people have a lot to say about AI. You know, a lot of people are very, very fearful of it, worried about it for many, many reasons. But there are certainly some good use cases for it. And one of them is that. Like, I've never, ever uh, had an experience. I've never, ever found anything that can bring out my ability to create games on my own. Um, wow. Yeah. I was dabbling with ChatGPT last week, Steve. I was trying to get it to insert paragraph breaks into a great big wall of text. <laughs> Genuinely true. And I, and I couldn't do it. It couldn't. So how is it writing games for you? Do you have, have, have you got a blue tick on chat? gpt or something i do not um i do pay for it i do subscribe because i use it quite a lot for this kind of thing um i think the key is you can't go into chat gpt and say all right i'm working on unity can you make me a puzzle game uh, that does this and this and this and the completion state is this and it awards points for this and this and this you have to start simply and think about it as if you were making the game and go through the steps so i started by saying right i Hello. I'm always very polite to ChatGPT because yes. you never know. It, it, it must know. It you must never be know. Them. And when it's when, and when you're all lined up against yeah, the wall, yeah. it will shoot you politely. Yes. Yeah. So I say hello, ChatGPT. I'm thinking of making a puzzle game in Unity. Um, it's going to be in the 2D engine, and it's going to involve these shape sets. I've loaded those in as objects. Uh, but what I'm wanting to do right now is arrange them in an eight by eight grid and randomly. Uh, generate their order can you help me do that okay great and it does that and then maybe there'll be something that's not quite right and i'll just tweak that myself or ask it for tweaks and they'll say right when i'm happy with that then i move on to the next stage which is okay i'd like to make them interactable can you you know swap two of the tiles if you click on them that kind of thing get that interactable get that solid and work and then move on to the next thing which might be a uh some kind of interaction or or a, a victory condition, um, and then move on to UI and slowly dress it up. By building it up like that, I think it's you know it's manageable from its point of view, but it also allows you to understand the code more. So if something goes wrong, you can go, right, it was this bit, this bit, this bit. The key is to just like keep doing that, because I think if you take a break, then you immediately forget what you've done, and it sort of forgets what it's done 10 times. 10 messages ago as well so it becomes labyrinthine but yeah um really really good experience and i'd encourage all of our listeners to give it a go as well i will definitely post the url for this on the discord when i <laughs> when i work out how to export and you can um all tell me if it's if it's any good you can try and break my high score which at the time of broadcast is seven Tell you what, though, Steve, why don't you put the other game you've been working on? Why don't you put them both out at the same time and not say which is AI, <laughs> which is laboured on for, for like, yeah, yeah. a long, long time? Yeah, that's the that's that is the concern because they are both small puzzle games. Uh, more news on the other one, I guess, in a couple of months. We'll see. We will see. Um, I think it's time for the letters. Thank you for your correspondence this week. We've received a fair bit of it, so we'll get straight to it. Uh, Raging Crins writes on the Discord, Hi all on SSG, hope everyone has had a good week. 
don't have a question today, but thought I'd drop by and say how much uh, how much I am enjoying Plate Up. Now, I'll be honest with you, Steve. I stopped. I stopped reading that message <laughs> when, when, when I read that last last week. And reading it now. Um, <laughs> he continues have to say though I'm a little disappointed with co-op split screen on Xbox we can't play because each player needs an email to sign in my four year old doesn't have one mm. maybe you can find out for me why guests are not allowed on the game anyway have a good week until next time Simon S thank you for your correspondence Simon S um, just get your four year old an email I mean I can set one up for your four year old <laughs> now if, you, if you want um, uh, truth is, we've been having a few issues um, occasionally here and there on uh, the console launches of Playtop, which we're looking into right now. Um, I'd forgotten what it's like launching a multi-format game um, and adhering to all the various different policies that all the different platformers have for people doing different things. Um, I'm not familiar with this issue myself, uh, but I'll get it looked into for you. And I'll be back with an update next week. Simon, I played Plate Up for my birthday. Happy birthday, Steve. Friend came around on, on Friday, James, uh, and I thought, oh, this is brilliant. I've got three controllers. I've got three adults, me, James, Lisa. We can play Plate Up as it Sounds was intended perfect. to be played with Sounds more than perfect. one person. Let's uh, stop this now, Steve. Let's stop now, I fear. You don't need to. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. We had a great time. Uh, but Lisa got bored after like five minutes and didn't want to play anymore. Not because of the game, but because she doesn't like video games. And I cannot wait until Alice is old enough to play more games like Plato. Because, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it for the brief time I was allowed to play it. Oh, good stuff. Then I played something else with James, and we'll have more on that in the review section. Uh, talking of James, James Ground Shatter wrote, Hello everyone, and particularly the SSG. One of the crazy taxi devs has said that the new that the new game is AAA in scope. Mm. So my question is, what old game do you think should be given an entirely inappropriate AAA treatment to bring it up to date and forget what made it exciting and interesting in the first place? Or to channel Charles Botts, what next? An open world version of Solitaire where you have to travel over an 80 kilometer squared map to find the Jack of Hearts? Or how about an edition of Space War where Robert Downey Jr. voices the main character and you have to pay $50 per month for season pass? Uh, that's brilliant channeling, James. Yeah, Thanks. really Thanks. good. Jay Parks. Um, I've not read that about the crazy taxi dev. So what have they said? Yeah, they, they said it's going to be a AAA game. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an answer to this because unlike most letters, I read this one before the show. Gave myself some chance, uh, some time to think about it. Um, SingStar, obviously. I want an open world karaoke game. City, the size of Grand Theft Auto 6, where you can go all around the planet, like small joints, you know, impress your mates in a little gathering, or work your way up to arena things, celebrities you're singing about, singing against, singing the shower, all kinds of different singing mechanics in there. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Good stuff. Uh, Matt Patterson wrote, Hello team and SSG. I'm a bit behind with the show and I was reminded by talk of arcades about the arcade I found in Uberhansen here in Germany just before Christmas. A big cafe bar place with a bunch of claw machines but also a Mario Kart arcade cap, giant wall space invaders, angry birds, whack-a-mole and most strange of all, a ride-on four-player hungry hippos game laid out like the 80s classic but where the hippos were large enough for an adult to sit on their backs and control them. 
It was clean, busy, and in a prime spot in a huge shopping shopping centre. The whole place was a world away from the slightly down-on-their-luck vibe in the seaside arcades we saw back in Devon last summer, which makes me wonder two things. One, are there actually lots of places where arcades are generally still thriving? Is the UK an outlier here? And two, what other ludicrous 80s kids' board games should be made into oversized interactive experiences? Cheers, Matt. Thank you, Matt. What a great letter. Mm, that Hungry Hippos thing sounds smart and clever. And, uh, you know, it makes sense to me that arcades are coming back if that's what's happening. Um, you know, small localised theme parks that are, allow sort of bigger expressions of interactivity than consoles um, that you have to travel to these places. Because I, I guess that's what, what initially killed the arcades is that all of those games came indoors, right? But you can recreate, like the Hungry Hippos, things that things that don't naturally translate to TVs. And that seems to be what's happening in those spaces. I saw a giant operation at a, um, oh, wow. a London uh, event. I think it was London oh. event. Something, something like that. Uh, I'm sure there's loads of those things to mine, aren't there? Games from back then. Well, and, um, you know, if... if- these follow the a similar progression all this implies is that in a few years time we'll all have massive plastic hippos yeah. on our tv <laughs> won't we um i've seen that hungry hippos game and it, it's um uh, yeah they are good they uh they uh, they do encourage you to get physical like the sort of crystal maze ball uh, game mm. uh, picking balls up uh, but all of them are all just to win tokens aren't mm. they all to win tokens don't care about tokens uh any more letters those are all of the ones on the Discord. I shall pop over to the uh, to the emails where we can be disappointed that we had to wait. We had to enjoy this a, much filling. There was a Chris Conroy classic, wasn't there? There I'm is. Sure there Here is. we go. There you go. Chris Conroy wrote, Dear team, booming clarity, SSG. Rising inflection and Charles Bott's hushed whisper. Hope you're well. I'm travelling with work this week, so I thought I'd get ahead of myself with a letter rather than a risk, rather than risk a rushed, low quality effort that doesn't meet my consistently high output. Do you know the James Brown song "Funky Drummer"? Do you know that according to WhoSampled.com, uh, surprise at the inclusion of citations, that famous breakbeat has been used over eighteen hundred times. In commercial songs. What's the gaming equivalent of Funky Drummer? That one trick that game designers use to nod to the legacy of the genre greats, the little functional feature that even when it's mashed and twisted and poked at, it's still recognisable and continues to bring joy. For me, it could be something as simple as the death mechanic, credit-bound or endless cyclical or iterative perma or transient. It's maybe the most adapted and refined, yet persistent through the line across the decades. decades. Nowhere near as funky, though. What do you reckon? Uh, who's your Clyde Stubblefield? Your Can I Count It Off correspondent, Chris Conroy? P.S. Incidentally, what is the correct usage for square brackets in written communication? Mm. Chris, you'll notice I had to drop them uh, because I'm not doing you justice. <laughs> um, he says, I'm 100% sure it's not the way that he's using there. But if Hilary Mantle, uh, square brackets, RIP, mournful, taught us anything on top of how much Thomas Cromwell liked kittens, it said that the rules are there to be broken. PPS, this device may work significantly better written than read out. So much for high concept letter writing. Bracket self-disgust. The one um, gaming 
me- mechanic or, or, or sound that is universal, uh, I see, particularly on YouTube videos, is the Metal Gear Solid exclamation mark. <laughs> Uh, that even is being used in a context that that my daughter recognises, but has no idea, obviously, where it comes from. Uh, I'd be interested to know exactly what she makes of it and why are they doing that, Dad. I guess it's uh, you know you can mine the idea of video game tropes to answer Chris's question, but for me, the the thing that reminds me most of a riff is the idea of hiding things behind waterfalls of uh, in games, which is such a cliche now that it it gives designers a real problem because if there is a waterfall or similar in your game, you have to hide something behind it because if you don't, then the player swims up to it or rides up to it or boats up to it or whatever and finds nothing there and is immediately disappointed. But if they do, then what's the point? Like everyone just knows straight away um, and it feels like you're obeying a cliche. So genuinely challenging to deal with that. Uh, But really, really good question uh, as well. Thank you very much for that, Chris. If you want to write to One Life Left, and please do, thank you all so much for your letters this week. Really, really interesting stuff. You can do so by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. We are One Life Left. We're still One Life Left. This is Resonance FM, and you should donate to Resonance. You should donate to Resonance. That's the last time I'm going to say this on the show, uh, but we will be doing a gig, a Marioki gig. It's looking like it's going to be in the middle of March, sometime around the 15th. Uh, so please keep that Friday, if that is indeed a Friday, if it's not, you know, around then. Uh, keep that day clear for One Life Left. Uh, come to London, sing with us. It'll all be for a good cause. Um, right, I think we've got to go on with the reviews because it's quite late on in the show. Simon, what have you been playing this week? Well, I uh, I can I can follow on uh, from Chris's question. Um, I've been playing uh, Far Cry Primal. Mm. Um, now, as we know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, Far Cry series. Uh, particularly enjoyed five. Uh, mostly enjoyed six. Got on with three and four. Didn't um, didn't finish those particularly, but um, yeah, I, I, there is something about them that I do enjoy. And it took me a while to get um, round to Far Cry Primal, mainly because it wouldn't come down in price. Stee, uh, it remained stubbornly high until this Christmas when I bought it off the Ubisoft store. I think for about eight or nine pounds eventually. Um, and then uh, yes, I played it a couple of weeks ago. It's the Far Cry mechanic in a. Um, in a prehistoric vibe um and uh, that's it it's uh, the same things that you do you clear out encampments you um you find uh, items uh, you conquer bosses and characters you hunt you craft it's, it's a very violent minecraft essentially um but it's just good fun it's a beautiful world um so obviously you don't have any ballistic weapons so no machine guns or guns and you're mainly using clubs spears and arrows and generally i hate bows and arrows in video games steve but uh this has quite a um a generous auto lock but um uh there is a character who's appeared more than once in the far cry games and his prehistoric uh ancestor turns up in this one it's uh, a descendant of uh sorry not a descendant uh, what's the he's an ancestor of herc Drubman Jr., who appeared in Far Cry 3 originally. Um, He's American, uh, but according to the wiki, couldn't name the last two presidents and doesn't even know the words to the Star Spangled Banner. (laughs) So he's a comedic character, Steve. Um, 
and I did laugh out loud with his mission, with his mission, which he's decided that um, he's invented armor in this prehistoric age. So he sends you out to an encampment to go and get some rocks mm. that he can create uh, this, 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 this stone skin, as, as he describes it, in using this primitive language. So you go away and you do it, clear the base. I found the, I found the rocks quite hard to find, even with the hunter's vision on. Um, anyway, got them, brought them back to me. He's like, great, great, great. Uh, he, he then puts it on. He's like, throw a spear at me. So you get a spear, <laughs> chuck it at him, and you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> that was the end of that uh, mission line. Spoilers, obviously. Sorry. Uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. I'm, I'm getting quite far into it. I think I'll finish it this week. Seven out of ten. Fantastic. I uh, played, you know, loads of things this week. Um, as I said, I played Plate Up. I've been playing my own games uh, a lot as well um played it went back into elden ring briefly wandered around in that i played one of my friends games uh which i can't talk about on the show but is absolutely brilliant uh it's going to come out i think later this year um and then i played fifa not fifa what's it called EA Sports FC. So I had uh, my friend James around on Friday and thought, this will be great. I'm going to play Stockport, who lost 4-0 on Saturday and it's grim time, uh, against Newcastle, his team. Uh, and it's not going to be fair, but it is going to be funny. What a depressing video game to start as someone who knows the cynical ways in which people try and force you into places to spend money. Like, all I wanted to do was install that game and just set up a quick, friendly game with um, between two teams. And the absolute nonsense I had to get through to get to that point, um, including a bit where it was like, oh, you... Oh, by the way, I'm just going to show you. Just going to show you FIFA Ultimate Team. Just going to show. Oh, and we're just. I'm just going to show you how to unlock a pack, open a pack. Doesn't this feel good? Doesn't it feel? You've got all these players. You got all these. And now we'll just show you how to put them in your team. Do you want to play that? No, I want to get out of that. I just want to play the friendly. Um, I, you know, in addition, just loads of fiddly things. It didn't work with my joypads. It wouldn't let me select the things I wanted. I had to go through various account creations couldn't work out how to play just with him oh oh sorry you've got a friend here they need an account as well um do they not have an account well it's okay it's okay all of this was after i got through ea's origin gateway oh imagine my relief simon when i installed it and it said actually a box box popped up and i was like here we go and it said uninstalling origin and i was like oh that's good news but no, I don't know. It's been rebranded or it was another version. EA app. EA app, right. Yeah, so I had to go through. What's your login? Don't remember. What's You've got your login now. What's your password? Don't remember. Go and reset it. Go to your email. Do all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And then I got into the game, which is just an absolute nightmare. And then finally set up a game. Um, couldn't play Stockport against Newcastle for annoying reasons, so played Newcastle against... Arsenal and we played Stockport against Wrexham we played two games and then we turned it off that was it oh, but it, it was fine it remembers your hospitality settings though that's nice when that uh, comes back oh, oh just so hello you, you were Stockport fan here you are well it's no looking... because it didn't it, it didn't remember that and also it at that point the joypad wasn't working so I ended up having to select an Australian A-League team beginning with A because it was just going straight through oh. Um, and the football game's fine. It's fine. 
like you know, we had an okay time. Seven out of ten. Yeah, but you can. But it's the only the only game that allows you to pr- fully preserve fully preserve a Charlie Austin Is it? time. Yeah. <laughs> you can see him move, still moving for you, scoring the goals. Hmm. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Um, cool. That's one life left. That's our radio show. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week. Is there any other business? We don't have time for That's- the quiz game today, do we? It's all the business. We've not done the quiz game since we did the quiz game. I know, but I only remembered it because I got that obvious, because I confused antagonist and protagonist in that question. Uh, and I've been embarrassed people about are still, it since. People are still talking about it on the Discord. We'll, we'll see you there, everybody. All right, until then, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>